You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thursday, welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button like my friend Tony says. And we start her off here on a Thursday. You know... I think we may have to rename the show Nostradamus because Big Sills said to you folks a couple weeks ago, Joel Embiid will never finish his career in Philadelphia. He won't. Moses Malone did it. Will Chamberlain did it. He's never going to finish it there. You know why? It's not that he doesn't want to play in Philly. It's not that he doesn't love the fans. You know why? Your organization's incompetent. They are incompetent. And what happens with incompetence? You do dumb things. They'll do something dumb to piss that guy off, and he'll go down where an organization knows how to build championships in Miami. Just ask LeBron. Where do you think LeBron learned how to be a champion? Cleveland? He went down. I'm going to tell you guys a story about Pat Riley recruiting LeBron. Pat said this on my show when I was on WQAM in Miami. By the way, we got a boatload of stuff. I got an addition to that Howie Roseman, Carson Wentz story. We're also going to take a look at the Eagle depth chart. And I'm going to get your assessment on it, okay? I'm going to get your assessment on it. But I want to tell you a story about Pat Riley. So Pat Riley was recruiting... LeBron James to come down and play in Miami. And when he was recruiting him, LeBron sat across the table from him. And you know what Riley did? Riley had a satchel. He took this satchel and he poured these rings out on his desk. And there were five of them. All these championship rings that he had won as head coach of the Lakers during showtime. They're all on his desk. He told LeBron, once you pick one up and take a look at it, they're looking, LeBron's looking at all of them. He goes, you can have one of them. You can have one of those. If you come here to Miami, I'll build a team around you. You'll have D Wade. Chris Bosch is not going to be the 25 and 10 guy he was in Toronto. He's going to work within a system. 
Eric Spolstra is going to be your coach. By the way, Eric Spolstra, here's another thing Pat Riley developed. Eric Spolstra is one of the best NBA coaches in the league. Who would have thought that a quality control film guy would be that good? Well, he is that good. I always went Eric Spolstra. When I was down talking sports in Miami, I went Eric Spolstra. I got reverence for the guy. He, he is a great coach. So you got, you, 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 you got phenomenal, phenomenal leadership down in Miami. Could you see him down there with Jimmy Butler and then building a team around them two dudes? Absolutely. 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 The organization will screw that up. I saw Joel and B tweet out, you guys are all crazy. I don't want to go anywhere. He was kind of kidding around last night because he got blown off the floor by the Celtics. Hey, by the way, Celtics and Golden State Warriors, that's going to be a pretty good NBA Finals. I got the Celtics winning it all. I think they're going to win it all, dude. And who would have thought Brad Stevens moving upstairs and replacing Danny Ainge, that would have been the key component to it. Okay? Chris, you're dead on, dude. Sixers are a trash can of an organization. They can't get shit right, man. And you think they're going to get it right, keeping Embiid? Keeping Embiid happy? Hell, maybe even Doc Rivers wants out. By the way, I'm going to talk to Doc Rivers next week right here on the program. So we're going to talk to him. All right, let's move on from that. So I got another piece of this story that people are leaking out to me a little bit on this Carson Wentz story. And just to reset it again. So yesterday, a media person inside of Philadelphia, not a sports media person, but someone that's in radio told me a story. He was out there on the field um, last year and saw this exchange between Zach Ertz and Howie Roseman. I'll get to that here in a minute, but resetting yesterday, um, the Seattle game. And when Wentz didn't go back in, it's alleged that Howie Roseman was screaming at Carson Wentz in the locker room in front of his wife, the the, um, trainers, everybody. They were floored. If you don't get your ass back out there, you'll never wear this jersey ever again. We'll do everything we can to move you. Now, I don't know if those words were said, but this is the story that I'm being told. People on Twitter are going, this is the bit, it might be. I, I, but this is a guy that I kind of trust. I'm not going to give his name up, but he works at one of the big FM stations there in Philly. And today he gave me more context. So last year during training camp, there was an argument between Zach Ertz and Howie Roseman. And they were seen screaming at one another. And they were hollering at each other. And it's alleged that Howie Roseman said, our relationship's over. I'm going to do everything in my power to get you the hell out of here. Okay? The owner wanted to keep Zach Ertz. Howie goes, no way. You're out of here. And that's why the exit for Zach Ertz was weird. Okay? Was weird. Now, I ask you again, the way that Zach Ertz was moved to Arizona, we can agree of all the things that I've said about this story here. Do we agree? The way Zach Ertz was treated at the end, 
by the organization was suspect at best for a guy that was part of that Super Bowl 2017 team. Guy takes out a article in the Inquirer, tells the fans how much he loved playing. I didn't hear how he's naming there. How much he enjoyed his teammates. I went back and read that thing. There wasn't really any direct shot when it came to thanking the organization for the way they treated him. Okay? Now, again, do you buy it? How he wanted Zach Ertz and Wentz out because he didn't like the way Wentz didn't play with pain. It was a playoff game. Hey, man, I'm telling And by the way, he was never the same after that clowny hit. And then the relationship, supposedly, in the locker room, Zach Ertz saw this, and the relationship with Howie and Zach Ertz was never the same. Do you buy it? Do you buy it? Was this done because Howie sticks his nose in the offensive play calling? Rico, I don't know. I'm just relaying a story here. I'm Switzerland on whether or not I believe. Somewhere in the middle, there's some truth to something because the Ertz dealing, he plays like on a Monday night, they deal him as he's walking off the field. Hey, you've been traded. I told you this last year when that went down, I have never in my time playing or covering the sport ever seen this. A player walking off the field was met in the tunnel You've been dealt to Arizona. I have never seen that in my life. Heard of it ever in my life. Guy just gets done playing. What if he got hurt? The deal would have been null and void. He just goes, oh, by the way, you're out of here. You're in Arizona. Remember what Zach Gertz said walking off the field? Quite a place to tell me. He was in the tunnel. Miguel, appreciate you coming aboard. Okay, I mean, tell me you don't think that's a weird way to exit a team that you gave your soul for. As much as I dislike Howie, I can't even imagine that that little nerd screaming at anyone. That said, I am shocked this story never made it and never got out there. Hey, look, people were saying, that Lincoln Riley was going to be the next Eagle head coach. That had no substance to it. That was never going to happen. There was a $6 million tenure bonus if he stayed the year that he was supposedly negotiating with the Eagles. He made $6 million extra. He was never leaving. He made $12 million that year. The Eagles were not going to pay that guy $12 million to be the head coach of that football team. Absolutely not. That was never a true story. Ertz wanted a new contract. How he wouldn't commit because Goddard was, was going to take the reins. But it was all good. They worked on the destination for Ertz. Knew he was getting traded. Jones says, weird, yes. This story makes no sense. Yeah, I buy it. 
I find a story by Barrett Brooks about the dust-up between Lane Johnson and Howie. So wait a minute here. Lane has had dust-ups with Howie? So if Lane had dust-ups with Howie, why wouldn't you think Zach Gertz had dust-ups with Howie? Or with Carson Wentz? Or with anyone else? And by the way, I find that out of line. Your place is not to be confrontational unless we're talking contract and numbers. Your place is not to be talking about whether or not you should play or not. That's not your place as a GM. That's over the line. You cut your leadership of your – if you're doing that, no wonder Doug Peterson, like Seth Joyner has said on my show numerous times, kicked the can down the road and said, get me the F out of here. You know, I, I, I'm still Switzerland on the story, but you know what? A lot of the dots are starting to line up for me here. Has Lane had dust-ups with Howie? According to people, according to people I respect, yeah. Not pay. Seth, they were never going to pay Lincoln Riley $20 million to roll into Philly and coach that team. That midday show on WIP that made that up, it was great content. I give them kudos for doing it. Good for them. But you got to try to connect the dots for people, for people like you guys to go, Sills, give me a break. Clayton goes, Big Sills, how many concussions did you play with? Excuse me. We called them, what do we call them? Zingers. Okay, we didn't call them concussions. We called them dingers. Hey, I got dinged up a little bit. We're ready to go. Not coming out of a football game, especially a playoff game. You kidding me? You have to cut my arm off for me to come out of a game like that. Not cutting out of a game. Absolutely not. Hey, 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 Sills, did you get hit in the head? (laughs) Let's go, dude. This is a playoff game. Let's roll. We'll worry about that shit after the season. Nuts, how come Howie Roseman's dealing with players one-on-one outside of the negotiating table? That's a good point. You undermine your coach when you do that shit. I don't want to have a GM talking to me about playing time and arguing with a guy whether or not he should play through a concussion. Shut up and know your place, dude. That's the problem with that guy. He doesn't know his place. Look, he's doing a great job building the team. But what's happening here is the thing that brings all men down. What is that? Ego. I gotcha. Hey, Edge, I get you one. I gotcha. Hey, bro. Who are you dealing with, bro? I'm the master architect. Man, they call me Dr. Oppenheimer. That dude created the atomic bomb. You wait till you see in September what I built. I'm Dr. Roseman. I'm the architect. Yes, sir. I gotcha. This guy's talking to people about concussion. What would he know about concussion? 
Okay? Seriously, what would he know about concussion? This guy's a guy. He, the only way he would know about a concussion if he fell off his bike. You know, a bike with training wheels? And he didn't have his little crash helmet on. Little tassels, you know, zing, zing, zing. That's the only way he gets a concussion. You think that guy's ever been in combat? I highly doubt it. <laughs> he looks more like an indoor girl to me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, talking about concussions. Now, again, let me back up here because I'm not sure I believe the story, too. But I got to think there's something at least to this. Lane Johnson has said that he had a confrontation with, with Howie. Other players have had confrontations. It's not beneath part of the story to say this. He questioned Carson Wentz's toughness after the Seattle game. Is that fair at least? Okay. Is that fair at least that he questioned the toughness? Next year he goes out and drafts a quarterback. Who's got all the intangibles that Carson doesn't have? Leadership, toughness. Guy's been beat up a bit. The guy got fired in Alabama, goes to Oklahoma Stars, takes the team to the Final Four, is a Heisman candidate. All of that is anti-Wentz in every way possible. And this guy's sitting behind him. And how he's going like this, throwing kerosene on this whole thing. Then he gets into it with his boy, Zach Gertz. Isn't it funny? And again, and again, let's take a look who's not on the team anymore. Was Doug a Howie Roseman guy? Oh, no. Was Carson Wentz? A Howie Roseman guy? No. Was Zach Gertz a Howie Roseman guy? No. All those guys are gone. He blew that whole thing up. You guys are all gone, man. See you later, guys. Thanks. I got you now. <laughs> you know what that also does, too, to the other players that are left behind? I'll tell you a quick story here, and I'll start reading some of you guys' thoughts. Let me tell you what Jimmy Johnson and, and uh, Jerry Jones did when they got in and after they bought the team from Bum Bright. They went in there, man. They fired Tom Landry, Tex Schramm, Gil Brandt. They blew out guys who were in the Dallas Cowboy organization for 30 years. Just blew them out. Guys that had been there, I think it was 29 years. Everyone, secretaries. They kept five people. And you know what Jimmy said? Those five people will be grateful to keep their gigs. And they'll run through a wall for you. He kept five guys. And those five guys are still there today. Brilliant. They kept five dudes in the personnel department. And then they brought in Bob Ackles. And everybody knew what they were looking for and how they wanted to do business. So my point is with the Eagles, you get rid of the quarterback, the coach, and another player who are not Howie Roseman guys. The rest of those guys are going to fall in line. They're not going to challenge Howie, not even the head coach. So is there some truth to the story? 
I think there's some truth to the story in this context. It's how Howie treats people. And it's part, part of the culture. It's not all because the, they win. Okay? I'm just saying it's kind of how he does business a little bit internally. Hey, the shit you see put on a portrait, okay, for everyone to see, you don't really know how the painter gets to that, you know, that easel, what he's looking at, how he got to this scene. You just look at the portrait. That's great. See, what the fans don't know. Now, again, do I believe all the story? No. But do I believe that's how he kind of does business? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. NFC East Beast. After the final game of the 2020 season, Wentz and Ertz and Johnson had a pow on the field. I wish I was a fly on the wall for that conversation. Chris goes, I would agree. Wentz showed more toughness than Lane and Brooks, at least. Wentz's injuries required surgery. We are worried about the young players now. I'm interested to see how the Eagles coming into the NFL now with these paid players. Zach says, I don't think Laurie would have resigned, resigned Howie if he was bashing players. I, I, I don't know if it's bashing players, Zach. I think it's the way he deals with players. And I'm saying this, I'm not believing the entire story. I'm saying that he's more involved than what I th- thought he was. I thought like this, we were talking contract negotiations and we're sitting here having con- talk, contract talks. But he goes beyond that. He talks about on the field, toughness to the players. That's your coach's responsibility, my friends. Dominic, Big Sills, keep saying Dallas Monday night. It wasn't against Dallas. It was against the Bucks. Okay? My bad, Dominic. Thank you for correcting it. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay? Big Moose says Wentz wasn't built for Philly at all. Okay? I don't think he was either. By the way, I'm not defending anything. I'm telling a story here. I'm telling a story. And you can take it for whatever you will. You guys have been around Howie Roseman more than I have. You guys have watched. I'll tell you this. Let me ask you this. Why do you guys hate that? Why do, why do half the fan base hate that guy? I saw on WIP's website, they had a poll. Are you ready to apologize to Howie Roseman now? Apologize for what? What'd you guys say to him? Obviously, I'm not the only one that has heard things about the guy. If a station who, by the way, is the flagship of the Eagles, is putting a poll out. I don't know if you saw the poll. It said this. Are you ready to apologize to Howie Roseman? For what? For what? What do you apologize? Dude, bad picks ain't going to make me apologize to the guy. <laughs> That's going to make me go, hey, you know, I'm, I might be wrong about the dude. <laughs> General managers screw up all the time picks. 
I'm apologizing to a GM on a team. How he needed to put the fear in the locker room, Rico? That's a head coach's responsibility, not a GM. And again, here, let's add some more fuel to the conversation I'm having with you here. So when Nick Sirianni wanted to get a player that he liked, he had to go and petition for Zach Pascal to join the team. Really? Okay. Most head coaches that have some gravitas in the locker room and in the organization go, I want that guy. And they get him in there for him. Hey, this is why I want Zach. He's my boy. We were great. I think he's underappreciated and indeed. You got to go make a sales pitch for a guy? <laughs> why? The way he's condescending and talks to the media. I got ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's ego. I actually don't mind it. Xander said that to me. Sills, are you all right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I think everybody should have giant cannolis when you're a head coach and GM and quarter. I, I do. I don't have a problem with people throwing it around. I absolutely don't. But know your role. The undoing of Howie Roseman is going to be his ego like every other man. Okay? Every other man is ego. Caesar, Jimmy Johnson, Allen Iverson. Pick a guy with gigantic ego. How about even Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan never got a chance to defend his championship because his ego was so big. They said this, Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf goes, hey, I'm just going to rip this thing apart. They were never beat on the floor. They were beating the front office. The front office ripped that team apart. They didn't even get a chance to defend. Go for a four-peat. Nah, that's all right. We're good. What? The Bulls have never been the same. Egos ripped that apart. Look at the Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. The Cowboys have won three playoff games in 25 years. Ego. Okay? I think Andy knew how to deal with all that stuff. And by the way, hey, help me out on this. Help me on this, guys. Andy Reid mostly dealt with Joe Banner. Is that fair? Andy Reid dealt more with Joe Banner. Okay? Andrew, appreciate you coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Big Moose, right? Joe Banner. And Howie learned under Banner. Is that how that whole train went? Brandon says, hey, Ertz said he knew Tuesday he was going to be traded per USA Today. Game was Thursday. Then why'd he play? If you know you're going to be traded to a playoff contending team, and what were the Eagles at the time of that game? Were they still underwater? So if I'm getting traded to a playoff team in Arizona, I'm going to play one more. Hey, you know, I'm going to play. I'm going to play one for the team here and 
See you guys later. And if he gets his knee hurt, he doesn't get the extension that he just got from Steve Kime. Because then he's got to go through the whole rehab. Oh, I see. Zach just went like this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it, guys. I'll play for you on Thursday night. Because that's the kind of guy I am. (laughs) Nobody in their right mind would have played. If they knew they were going to be traded. That's a lie and a dumb story. Oh, hey, hey. I could injure myself and my chance of getting the contract extension that the Eagles don't want to give me. But I'll play one more for a team that's throwing me out the door. Use your common sense. You know, (laughs) I mean, right. Well, it's, you know, it's my favorite team and I'm going to give it the old college try. For Howie and for Jeff, even though they want to give me the money I want. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jess, I like it. Hey, still, Zach was like, I gotcha. <laughs> uh. He wanted to play. Oh. Well, he, you know what? That story is the only story South Philly T I've ever heard. And by the way, I know a lot of people in that Arizona organization. I've been talking. They love Zach Ertz. And they gave him just a contract extension. Hey, wait a minute. I'm not telling I'm not saying I'm not telling you Carson Wentz should still be here. By the way, Carson Wentz last year had his best year since 2017. 27 and 7 had his best year since they won the Super Bowl when he was an MVP candidate. Okay? Steven, I never suggested that Zach Ertz doesn't love Philly. I just wonder what the relationship is. And someone told me that last year there was a screaming match in training camp between the two guys. Gee, I wonder what that was about. Oh, yeah, but then he's going to play for him on Thursday. I'm not using anything as a new source. Beast. I don't know if I'm covering a story more as I'm talking through one. I told you this beast. I don't believe all of it. I just believe how he's mannerisms and how he talks to people in the organization and how he deals with people and how he goes off, off the range. And he goes off the reservation numerous times. And this is why people like Lane Johnson have confrontations with him. You think Lane Johnson needs to hear Howie Roseman talking about toughness to him or talking about whether or not he should play? Shut up, dude. You're a GM. Okay? Go, go, go back on your Peloton and go, go ride your bike or do something. Whatever you guys do in the front office. Get on your treadmill. Okay? Go to your luncheons. Whatever you guys do. Kiss babies. I don't care. Get out of my face about toughness. What the hell would you know? I mean, Howie Roseman probably thinks toughness is a toothache. <laughs> uh, is it, it's not Peloton? I, I don't know, man. Does Big Seals look like he gets on a stationary bike? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, do I love stories like this. 
Oh my God, Chris. It's totally a cutthroat business. Chris, that's maybe more the point there. Okay, and, and by the way, again, I want you all to know, I do think he's doing a good job. I picked you guys win the NFC. Underline that. I'm telling you a story here on how this guy seemingly talks to people. Now, look, do I think he got in the locker room and looked at Carson Wentz and said, you get your ass out there no matter if you have a concussion or not? Man, do you know the problems that he would have with the NFL Players Association with the trainers witnessing that? He'd have all kinds of, my God almighty, Urban Meyer got fined for kicking a kicker. And that kicker is going to probably win a lawsuit against the Jags with the help of the NFL PA. However, I'm more talking about how he talks and conducts himself around the room and how he inflicts himself in the locker room. Does that make sense? Okay, does that make sense? That's all I'm saying here. Okay? Seals, if once, where am I here? Seals, if once played inside the Foles in 52, you think Wentz would have beaten Brady? If Wentz had played instead of Foles? No. I don't know, man. He was awful hot that year. 17, he was awful hot that year. You know what? Let's go back to 17, Wentz. Probably. Wentz was hot, man. Wentz was hot that year. We have to all agree. He was hot that year. Dude, he was on a roll. He was going to win the MVP. No, no question about it. I had a vote. I'd have voted him MVP. I have an MVP vote. I would have voted for him. But he went down, I think, in week... What what did he go down in? Week 14? Did Wentz go down in week 14? I thought it was either 13 or 14 in L.A. at the Coliseum. And we all said, oh, he's got to finish the year and he's not going to be ready for the playoffs. And I, I forget, I think it was week 14. Oh, Gruden's going to win his lawsuit. You see what happened? NFL, hey, the NFL's had a bad week. I'll get, I'll get Chris, I'll get to all, the NFL's had a bad week in court. Das says, how do you get an MVP vote? I get an MVP vote for the Players Association vote. It's called the NFL Alumni, and it's part of it. I vote on the Defensive Player of the Year as well. That's how I get a vote. I'm a member. Where is that thing? My card's up there in that bowl (laughs) that gives me that vote. Yeah, so again... Okay. Yeah. Little bit of little bit, <laughs> little bit more about Howie I'm learning here. All right. I need your help. We're going to look at the depth chart of the Philadelphia Eagles as they get ready to go into the July training camp. You got it right in front of me here. 
And I'm going to need your help here. So we're going to do that. But folks, don't forget Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. If you get hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things you could possibly do is find that attorney to get you the fair compensation your family needs. For the people, not just a slogan, this is who they are. Again, the one thing for the past 30 years that John Morgan and his team of attorneys have done is make sure you get that fair compensation. 800 strong. They're the biggest casualty law firm in the United States, which means this. No case is too small. No such thing as a fender bender. 800 strong, like I said, attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, Florida, and all across the country are ready to do battle for you. Size matters. They will not be intimidated. So when you go into a courtroom with Morgan & Morgan, they are prepared to serve you. That's what this is all about, making sure you get your fair compensation. Call us free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. You tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. 
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight cares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Bills. Hour three, our friend Jason Cole is going to go over the NFC East with us, our Hall of Fame voter. NFL Insider, that'll be in hour three, so we are wide open. By the way, tomorrow, Hollis Thomas will be with us at 3.30 Eastern time, and we will talk some Eagles with him. That'll be on your Friday going into your Memorial Day weekend. Um, I do want to say this. I want to send my condolences out to the Leota family. Ray was a friend of mine. Uh, you know Ray Leota from... Obviously, good fellas from motion pictures. You see him in the movies and you saw him. You know, he, he, he's a Miami Hurricane and I met him numerous times. And we became friends and he loved the football program. Oh, my God, The Rock loves him, too. And Ray Liotta, actually, too, so did Stallone. Him and Stallone are Hurricanes. And so those guys would all come and stand on the sidelines when we were playing ball. All these Hollywood guys. He had Burt Reynolds on the other side. He was a big Florida State. Loved Bobby Bowden. Actually, at one time, um, Burt Reynolds used to do the pregame show or the coach's show with Coach Bowden. He did it for like 20 years. Burt Reynolds did. He well, obviously he played at Florida State. And so Reynolds would show up to the FSU Miami games. We'd have Ray Liotta. We have um, Sly Stallone there. We have a boatload of guys. This is a bunch of fun when I played at UM, man. We had all those guys going on. And, yeah, man, I saw that he passed away today at the age of 67, man. We all love that movie. Goodfellas, man. What an absolutely, truly great actor and friend he was, man. Oh, God, I loved him, man. So condolences there. All right, before I get into the Eagle depth chart, You know what I'm hoping that here, you know, somebody asked me a question. Oh, Chris, I like that movie skate. They were on an Island. I, I actually liked that movie. I was all right with that movie. Okay. I, I actually liked that movie, man. I, I did. I was okay. But then again, I'm a Ray Liotta fan. So yeah. Anyway, when you pay a player a hundred million dollars, and when your boy Howie Roseman sits down across from him and you put numbers on a piece of paper to him, I don't think it's just about getting catches and targets and yards. When you're paying somebody elite money like that, you're hoping for an influence, right? I was asked this question. Seals, are you rooting for Jalen Rager not to make it? I was like, why? Well, you're... You kill the guy every chance you can. And I go, well, his production's not there, man. He's like, he's he's just, he goes, so you're rooting against the kid. I said, I'm not rooting against the kid. And he goes, 
well, it sounds like you're rooting against the kid. And I thought about it and I had to agree that I, because I've said, right? Have I not said this? I got to be fair and I've got to be somewhat consistent, at least on my takes. Yeah, I said, get his ass off the team. He doesn't deserve to be on the team. But his production and how I'm looking at it, and then I guess if you hear it and it lands there for this one for one person that hears it, it sounds like I'm doing hater stuff on him, right? Okay, he's saying that he's rooting for him to completely not be on the roster. Imagine we have another legit first-round talent at wide receiver three. Okay, let me, let me, here. Do you know what I'm hoping for with A.J. Brown? I'm hoping A.J. Last year, Jalen Rager's not going to go over to Devontae Smith and ask him for guidance. He's a rookie. Nobody does that. Nobody. There was no veteran wideout on that team in that room. Can't go to quarterback. He's struggling on figuring out whether or not he's going to be a starting quarterback. He had nobody to talk to. Look at Jordan Davis. You've got Hardgrave. You've got Fletcher Cox. You've got some leadership on that side of the ball. If I'm Jordan Davis, I'm going to be like Velcro to Fletcher. I want to, I got to be right there. I want to see what he does. I want to know what it takes to be a pro. This is shit I didn't do. Just helping you out here. And again, I am not making excuses for Jalen Rager, but I do hope this does happen. And at least, at least this, I hope Jalen Rager, and he is not obligated to do this, but if I'm paying a guy $100 million, it's a little more than just saying I want to bring a guy in. I hope that Jalen Rager puts his arm around the kid and says this, why don't you shadow me? Just shadow me. Follow me around. And I'm going to show you what it takes to be a top-flight wideout in this league. And the sacrifices maybe you're not making. You might not want to say that, but that's what that means when you're telling a young player, shadow me. Because sometimes when you're – I'll tell you this, man. When I got to the Cowboys and I was following Ed Tall Jones around, man, there was a shitload of things I didn't know. And when you're around a veteran leader like that, who's here at 315 here, getting his ankles taped here at 345, making sure he gets his last treatments at 4, 405, he walks out the door. It was clockwork. Every single day like that. Going to film, watching film, staying extra, learning a technique. Whatever it takes. Right? Right, Chris. I'm, if I'm giving you $20 million a year, he's the highest paid Philadelphia Eagle in history. Maybe Wentz. Well, I don't think Wentz's contract kicked in until he got to Indy. I'm not sure about that. Well, he's surely the highest paid wideout ever. 
I'm kind of hoping he goes like this. Tell me I'm wrong. And again, he's not obligated to do this. This is something you're hoping. Like, listen, if you played in San Francisco and you had Jerry Rice in your wide receiver room, would you not follow him around if you were a rookie? Would you not follow John Ted? Would you not follow T.O. around? You know, you can say whatever you want about T.O.'s antics. He's a little bit like Dennis Rodman. But you don't look like that and play like that, get to production like that, being a fool. Okay? Maybe T.O. was a little bit eccentric off the field, and it came off bad, and it landed bad with some of the shit he said. But you don't have the amount of touchdowns and catches and yards that that guy put together in a career with shitty quarterbacks at best, except for Donovan. The Jeff Garcias. You know, I always love to hear that about T.O. Yeah, he was a quarterback killer. Dude, he only had one quarterback that was worth the shit. Tony Romo? How many playoff wins did that guy get? Tony Romo. Holy cow. Tony Romeo. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. (laughs) You're all right, dude. T.O., that guy's a bum. (laughs) It's my quarterback. Dude, Jess, I hope he does that, man, because you know what? What a great rebound that would be for Jalen Rager to go out and get you 750 yards this year, 50 catches, and you turn around and you go, I don't know. Maybe it took this guy a little bit longer. Okay. Hey, I, listen, Paul, I hear you, man. Dude, this blown faith. And, and, and dude, one thing I've learned about you guys, okay? Okay, one thing, and this is true. One thing I've learned about you Eagle fans and you Philadelphia sports fans, you're very unforgiving. Okay. You're very unforgiving if a guy comes in here and and sucks out loud. You're forgiving to people on giving them second chances if they take advantage of it, like Michael Vick, like T.O. As long as they come in, you're all right with the second chance. But if you've been given that first chance and you shit the bed and you don't care like Ben Simmons and J- Jalen Rager, I get it. I understand. Very unforgiving. And... When you bring Paul season tickets, I get it. Hey, Steven, you're not third all time in receiving yards being a fool. Hey, Chris, Dennis Rodman is the greatest rebounding non-seven footer in the history of the NBA. Three-time defensive player of the year. Nobody has more NBA rebounding titles than Dennis Rodman outside of Wilt Chamberlain. Nobody. Okay? You could say whatever you want about Rodman. He's got more NBA championship rings than Larry Bird. Okay? He's got five. He's got more championship rings than LeBron James. He's one of the greatest defenders of all time. So you could think about all the dresses and all the weirdo stuff. End of the day, the guy was a baller too. 
And he out-hustled you. You know the one thing you never had to worry about with Rodman? Him laying down on you. That guy was going to play his ass off every single game for 48 minutes. Man, he was a workaholic. The worm was the dude, man. Oh, and by the way, you think Draymond Green's better than that guy? I do not. (laughs) You can talk to me all you want about Draymond Green. That guy is not better than that dude was. Absolutely. As a defender? No way. No freaking way was that guy better. Okay? (laughs) No way. Rodman is a dress-wearing dude I want on my team. (laughs) Hey, Randall, I would have to say this to you, Randall. Dennis Rodman is probably the only dude that could wear a dress that could be also on my team. Sure. Rodman's going to wear a dress to press conferences. He's going to play like that? Yeah, okay. Hey, man, do we all have to chip in for shoes and (laughs) makeup? Whatever he needs, I'm, I'm there for you. Hey, I'll kick in 100. I'm ready to roll. Whatever Dennis needs, eyelashes. He's going to play like that for 48 minutes? I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You three-time defensive player of the year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Hey, E, you get a dude that plays like that for 48 minutes? And he's going to lock your ass up. And he's going to treat Carl Malone the way he treated Carl Malone. And he was instrumental in winning those three Pete's in Chicago and those two Pete's in Detroit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm all right with anything he wants. I'm all right with anything. That's what a teammate does. Okay. Oh, he does that. That's great. You better be good, though. <laughs> right. Hey, dude, you're wearing tutus. And you're getting me two rebounds, and you suck. I'd be like this. Dude, please, man. This is embarrassing here. This is embarrassing. Okay, matching bag. Hey, sure, Andrew. Big Sills and Rodman with matching bags. Did we win three NBA championships? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He got me another ring? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Here, wait. Where do I sign? Right here? Okay. Uh, uh, right, right here. Do, do I sign here? Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Feel me on. Okay. I hope AJ throws his arm around the kid. Okay. If I'm Devontae, see, you don't have to tell Devontae Smith that. He's already shadowing AJ. He knows. You know why? Devontae was in a room with studs in Alabama. And you know what you're told as a young player when you go into rooms with guys like, here, I'll give you this. So I'm at the University of Miami. I got Jerome Brown and me as our defensive tackles. And our line to this day has been considered the greatest line in University of Miami history. Okay? We had 60 sacks in 12 games. 60. We gave up 1.1 yards per rush. (laughs) We're not running, passing, and we never blitzed because we didn't have to. We had six, counting the ball game, I think we had 63 sacks in 12 games. 
you can you could do the math. <laughs> okay. Guys behind me were Cortez Kennedy, Russell Maryland, Jimmy Jones. Kennedy's in the Hall of Fame. Russell Maryland was the number one overall pick in the draft as a defensive tackle. You'll never see that again. He was the first pick. These guys were behind me. And you know what Butch Davis and Dave wants that and Jimmy said to those guys? Follow Cilio and Brown around. Those guys never said a word to us, but they followed us around. And then Russell would start asking questions. Hey, so when you put your head like that on that side, are you trying to get your hands? Were you trying to get your hands in that three technique? Yeah, man, that's what I'm trying to do. But I could cheat too if I see the splits open like that. You see how wide his splits are? I'm going to cheat a little bit more getting into that gap crash. You know, we do the Canes G gap, grab cash. What I'll do is I'll get in that gap and I'll hit that gap, but I got to tell Jerome to turn around and tell George Meyer the same thing. And Benny Blades behind me, I got to make sure these guys all know what I'm doing. You got to communicate up and down the line of scrimmage. And these guys, and Cortez comes over and he goes, so I'm falling down too much. I go, well, you're just not used to playing under your pads yet. I'll help you out on that. Me and him would go back and forth, Jerome, and we would help these kids. And then there'd always be a guy sitting off thinking he knew more. And that guy'd be off the team in a year. Because when you're in a room like Devontae's in, dude, you know how competitive? How competitive do you think that is in that place like that? Okay? Look at the room that Devontae Smith was in when he was in Ohio State. It's not like he didn't like competition. Okay, Olave, the kid that just, the other guys that got drafted, got another kid there too. Look at that Ohio State room. He goes down to another room. Dude, you hang around all these really good players, you pick up a ton of shit, especially if you're a good player. Chris, who was my quarterback? Kozar and Testaverde um, uh, were my quarterbacks. Vinny won the Heisman. And... Kozar was a first-round draft choice and went to three straight AFC championships in Cleveland. Um, yeah. So my quarterbacks were Testaverde. I think he threw three picks or something. All, all the Vinny. I mean, all the Dion too, that year. See, Zach, that, look, look, Zach, Zach, he's a TCU kid. He's a horned frog. That tells me a little bit there, too, because you're right. How many talented people do you think he was really around <laughs> – in Fort Worth, <laughs> right? When you're in Alabama, dude, if you get hurt, hey, Xander could tell you, you get hurt at Alabama, that's Jalen Waddle how that felt. He was the number one guy on that team. Dude, you don't want to get hurt or come out of games. When you play at a place like Alabama or back in the day, my Miami teams, you didn't. Reggie Wayne used to say it all the time. I didn't come out because you know why? Andre Johnson's behind me. I'm not coming out. I got Andre Johnson behind me. You think I'm coming out for Andre Johnson to take my gig? I don't think so. We were all worried about our jobs. You don't come out of games when you're at those high programs like that. I guarantee you, Will Anderson still thinks that. I'm not coming out, man. Yeah, you're going to possibly be the number one player. I don't care. You don't come out. Bama's got a ton of guys like that. Israel, how was Jerome Brown off the field? spectacular 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 
Here, I'll tell you a story real quick. Israel, D. Brown watches the show, guys. That's Jerome's son. And I check on him every now and then. And D, this is to you because I know you watch it. Your pop and I made a blood pack years and years ago. If one of us died, we'd always look in on our kids. That's why I always look in on you. See how you're doing. I love that your family and all those pictures that you post on Facebook. That's why I check on you. We're sitting around with Kevin Fagan. Okay. That redneck. (laughs) We loved very much Fort Worth. No, Lake Worth. Lake Worth. Down in Florida. It's like the home of Green Acres. Me and Jerome are down there all drunk. Eh, make a blood pack. Stupid kids. Eating crawdads or crayfish or whatever. E. <clears throat> oh, Randall Stubbs was. Yeah. Hey, Randall, always remember this, though. When I left, Stubbs had nine sacks. <laughs> when I was there, he had 17. <laughs> he played right next to me. All right. And when I left, he went from 17 to 9. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to finally get to the depth chart of the Eagles, and I'm going to need your help. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Hour number two. We keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members with Back to Work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour two, big shills. Guys, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard with us. Hey, man, I, I got to stop being serious and letting my friend get the best of me sometimes, Jerome Brown. You know, God, it's coming up on, I think this is the 30th anniversary of Jerome's passing. I think it's the 30th anniversary. I may, I'm, I think it's 30 years. God, can you believe that? Has it been that long? Man, I was it was like 94. I can't be 30 years. No way. It's coming up. I, I I can't remember. 90, maybe it was 93. I can't remember the year that that happened. But man, we're we're kind of coming up on that now. I think it was June 25th that he died. And my other friend, Len Bias, also died in June. Two people that were dear friends of mine. My freshman year at Maryland, Len Bias was my friend, my workout partner. And my running mate at UM was Jerome. Isn't that crazy? The people that you have in your life sometimes, and you just reflect back on what kind of great. You know, it's funny with Len. Everyone always goes, Len Bias died of a cocaine overdose. I never saw the guy drink a beer. I'm not kidding. I never saw Len Bias drink a beer. Never saw Len drink a beer. I never. I hung out with him a lot. Never saw it. Never saw it. Beast, it's 30 years ago this year. Wow. Man, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Ugh. Sometimes I let it get to me, but let's move on. So did you see what your boy Nick Foles did? First day, first day in Indianapolis. Did you guys see what he said? Hey, hey, this is Matt Ryan's team. Who said it wasn't? This is Matt Ryan's team. Say my team. Yeah, Chris, he was my roommate. No, 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 no. Quad mate, workout partner at Maryland. He and Adrian Branch 
were like really, really good friends of mine. I love Lefty Giselle too. Uh, yeah, E. Okay. Hey, man. This is Matt. This is Matt Ryan's team. So you got to make a proclamation that everybody in that locker room doesn't know that. You got the owner talking about this guy being the best leader that he's seen since George Patton. You see who our quarterback is now? It's, it, it's Dwight Eisenhower. This guy's Norman Schwarzkopf. I haven't seen a leader like this since Desert Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf. This guy right here, General Petraeus, ain't got shit on this guy. Matt Ryan's the best leader I've ever seen. You talk to me about MacArthur. This guy's it. I'm going, wow. They could have used some of that leadership when they got their ass blown up in the second half of that Super Bowl. Where was your leader then, Jimbo? <laughs> yeah. You're up 28-7 or whatever the hell you were. And that guy comes storming back and your franchise imploded. And now there's my leader. Well, shit, man, if Matt Ryan is my leader and I'm going into battle, I'd be looking like this. Well, shit, the boat's sinking, right? <laughs> hey, man, we, we, we look pretty good right now, but the boat is sinking. <laughs> this guy, Jim Mersey on Matt Ryan. Yeah, man. This is my General Petraeus right here. Tommy Franks. You bet, baby. Right here. This song, bitch. Best general I've ever seen. George Patton ain't got shit on him. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you got Foles rolling in, going like this. It's Matt Ryan's team. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Boy, old Nicky's got a little bit of um ego to him, doesn't he? Okay, come walking in there. Man, oh man, I'm just here to be the backup. I'm just here to hold hold ice, hold the clipboard, you know, hold the tablet. Help out Frank any way I can. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Xander goes like this. Sills, bro, you don't. You don't go like this. Let's run a Philly special. Okay, let's go. Then you win the MVP award. You beat the GOAT. You don't think you're going to do a little of this? Oh, Xander, you just made me think. Was that a shot at Matt Ryan? Hold on. Was that a shot at Matt Ryan? Was that a shot at Matt Ryan? Did Nick Foles? Wait, wait. I, you know me, man. Hey, I just told you a story for an hour last. <laughs> okay? Okay? Wait a minute. Hey, Manster. Manster. Help me out, guys. Is, is Nick Foles throwing shade? On Matt Ryan?
Gets his team. He's got a lost a 25-point lead. I beat the guy. What? Excuse me. I didn't hear that. What was that? Wait. Whoa, whoa. What, what, what was that? I, I, missed, I didn't say nothing. Because I don't have to say anything. I got this. <laughs> hey, Matt. I got this. You ain't got one of the. Hey, but I was a regular season MVP. Here's Nick Foles. Yeah, but I was this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. You talk about getting one-upped. Holy shit. Dude, that is the total one-up. Oh, my God. It's your team, man. You want a regular season MVP. I got you. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to keep an eyeball on this one. Hey, Jalen, come on now. You walked into a new place, and yes, yeah, Xander's reminding me. I'm getting to the depth chart. I'm going to need your help here. Wait a minute now. Wait, 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 wait. This is really good. Ryan, wait a minute. Okay? Hey. Hey. Matt Ryan, this is your team. Aren't you the guy that beat Brady? <laughs> Aren't you the guy? So wait, on the Colts, you have this dynamic. The guy that lost the biggest lead in the history of Super Bowl play versus the guy who beat Tom Brady and won an MVP award and outplayed him. Would I want that girl in my locker room? <laughs> I don't think my wife would want that girl in my locker room. Hey, 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 I don't think my wife, look, look here, if I had, if I was in the locker room, I'm not sure my wife would want that, that woman in the locker room with me. <laughs> Didn't you used to love her? Oh, uh, yeah, it was years ago, honey. <laughs> oh, man, right? Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, Israel, that's what, that's what Frank's going to do. Way to go, Matt. You got us to the playoffs. All right, Nick, it's your team. Oh, that'd be freaking awesome. To see, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you see Foles winning the Super Bowl with the Colts and Frank again? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, Matt Ryan could easily get hurt. How old is he? 37, whatever the hell he is. Oh, my God, if he gets another ring. Everybody in Philly would be like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, just, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. That guy's a rock star, though. It's his team. Yeah, but I got the Super Bowl MVP, and that guy lost one to him. I beat him. <sighs> Woo! Mm. All right. As advertised and advertised and advertised, I've got the depth chart of the Philadelphia Eagles. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you to do something that scouting services do when you're looking at a prospective team and you're evaluating a team's roster. I've brought this name up to you before. Its name is Bledsoe. Bledsoe is a scouting service that the National Football League has that evaluates 
pro personnel and college incoming personnel. And these are the sheets that teams take to evaluate for free agency and also for the upcoming NFL draft. And then what they do is they put their own boards together. Okay. There's like 3000 prospects for college football. They narrow it down to about 500. And then most of the programs in the NFL narrowed to down probably around 300 or low 300s. Then you make your draft board. Same thing with free agency. Who do you think is a top free agent? Who don't you? Age, money, production, all of that. Bledsoe puts a rough draft, so to speak, together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you the same thing here. We're going to go on a scale of five. And I'm going to ask you what you think your starting roster and your starting 22 are. Okay? Okay? And after that, what we'll do is we'll look at where you are, where you think this roster is. Let's start it on the defense. And I had to determine what kind of front I thought that they would run this year. You guys are okay with me saying this? Um, we're going to put the Eagles in a 43. Okay. Stirring up some controversy sales. Zach, you guys are the best. Those, those idiots on Twitter. <laughs> I laugh at him. Oh my God. It's just the funniest thing. It's night and night and day. Intelligent, not intelligent. Twitter, not intelligent here. Intelligent. Okay. Buffoons, non-buffoons. It, it's it's mind-numbing. It's mind-numbing. Um, three, four, three. But, Stephen, we agree the Eagles are going to be in a 43. They'll play 34 most definitely. Israel, they will. But why would I take my front four apart when that's where I'm the deepest? I think their linebacking core is probably the best that it's been. In recent years, but they're front four. They got rotation guys now. They got some versatility. Why would I why, why would I put the lesser group in a position to have to defend when you got better D linemen? Here, okay. Five, and this is this is how Bledsoe does it, the scouting service for the NFL. And I want to ask you what you think of your starting 22. Um Brandon Graham, scale of one to five. By the way, I'm doing this right now. I just put some starters down, and I'm going to have some question marks on some starters here as well. James, Brandon Graham, you guys tell me, scale of one to five, five being the best. Three? Three, eight? Three, five, four. I think he's a three, five, which is a starter. Okay. That's a starter. Five is all pro and exceptional. That's the elite of elite. Okay. So know that when you throw a five or a four out, that's a great player. Five is a pro bowler. Three is a starter. Okay. 
3.5. I agree. <clears throat> Fletcher Cox. I'm going to play a forefront here, which means I'm going to put Hassan Reddick on the field, and I'll show you how I'm going to do it. Fletcher Cox, four. You think he's still a four player? Three? I think he's a 3-5 guy. He's not a 2-5. He's not. I think Fletcher is a good football player. Okay? Do I think he's a, a great player? No. Do I think he's a pro bowler? No, I do not. Okay? Seth says that BG was a pro bowler two years ago. Yeah, but those injuries kind of take that out. And if you're evaluating fairly, availability also has to be part of the evaluation here. No, you could tell me how great a, a particular – like here, we talk about Jordan Davis all the time. This guy's got great ability, but he hasn't put it on paper yet. As a matter of fact, as much as I wanted to pick, Jordan Davis has not put his production on paper yet. He hasn't. At any time in his – Stint at Georgia. He's not put it on paper yet. I I don't look at his years and go, he was great here. But when you watch him, he shows you moments of brilliance and what he can be. I hate that a little bit, though. I got Fletcher three and a half. Javon Hardgrave. By the way, do you know how many players would die to be a three and a half? That's a starter in the league. You got... That means this. These guys can start anywhere in the league. When you start to get two, five, below threes, do you, those guys are backups. This is a hard grading system that Bledsoe uses. A friend of mine threw this at me last night. He goes, go down the roster, see where you think this is. By the way, be tough in your grading here. Don't do homerism here. What do you think Hardgrave is? Man, Jesus, Rufus, two and a half, really? Guy making Rufus. So what Rufus is saying here, Hardgrave at two and a half is making $12.7 million. You must think he's shit. Hardgrave is making $12.97 million this year. And you give him a two and a half? That's a backup. Oh, man, I don't think so. I think he's a good football player. Okay, so I'm another three and a half. Dude, these are good. First three guys, you're talking about starters in anywhere in the league. Could start on any team. Okay? Had seven sacks last year. Um... The second half of the season, their defensive front played very well. I think they gave the second most or third least amount of points up in the second half of the season. I thought they played well. Okay, it's all good. So you think Hardgrave, that's too high for him? Three and a half? How about we put a question mark there? We'll come back to that. How about Derek Barnett or Josh Sweat? Right defensive end. And by the way, I'm putting him in positions here. I'm going to play Derek Barnett at right defensive end. 
Now, do you think Josh Sweat wins that battle in camp? Or do you think that Derek Barnett wins it? Okay. <laughs> Xander says, Rocker needs to be better. Who do you think wins that, that job there, Derek Barnett or Josh Sweat? I think it's Sweat, too. I think it's Sweat. I think Sweat's the better player. I'd evaluate him as a better player. I would. Okay? They, you should see their depth chart, though. Can I tell you a, why would why, why, why would Xander say Tracy Rocker? Okay. Novacare Center, this is your depth chart that's on the wall in your locker room. They got Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat co-starters. I was like, what? I couldn't believe what I saw. I was like, what? I thought Sweat was a fine play. I thought he was good last year. But they, but they had like both their names in starters. I was like, Jesus, really? This is taken off the wall in the locker room. Don't tell anybody. You're not supposed to know. This is the Eagle depth chart. I got a screenshot sent of it to me last night, and I had to and I had to delete it. Okay, oop, I, I was told to delete it. Okay, Will linebacker. Kaiser White, I'm not sold on him yet. Couldn't start in Los Angeles, okay? I'm giving him a 2-5. I think he's a dude right now. I give Josh three. Middle linebacker, TJ Edwards. Five being the highest. T.J. Edwards. This will be interesting. I don't give people grades on potential. T.J. Edwards, you think three and, three and a half? Wow. Three and a half? Two, seven, five? That's above being a dude. I like that grade, actually, Manster. I like that 275. That keeps him out of the room of being a dude. Strong side linebacker. I'm putting Hassan Reddick here. I'm going to bring him off the corners, which means this, Okay. Your strong safety is going to have to play behind him a lot. This is where Jonathan Gannon has to be creative. He's a 6'1", 230-pound guy, okay? And you want to make sure that you're getting the best out of this guy that you possibly can, okay? The best that you possibly can. I'm, th I'm saying he's a 3'5", man. These are pretty good grades for this unit here. 
I can, I can promise you this. Do you know how many defenses have five guys or five rated guys on it? <laughs> Barely any. The Aaron Donalds and the Jalen Ramsey, sure. I, I, I don't know if New England has one guy that's a five guy. Okay? I, and, and the, the defensive tackle for the Giants is probably a four-and-a-half guy. That Bama kid. What's his name, Xander? The kid who was with the Jets, he's now with the Giants. What's his name? Leonard Williams? Is that his name? That kid can ball, dude. That kid's a good football player. That guy's good, man. He'll shake the change out of you. He engages in you, man. You watch him play on the line of scrimmage. That guy's a good-looking football player. I think he played at Bama. But... Yeah, the Giants made a trade for him. They brought him over. That guy shakes the change out of you. He gets his hands engaged on you, goes down the line of scrimmage. Very active. Very active player. Darius Slay. Five being the best. Darius Slay. We have a paper top 5D. Oh, USC, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Smile. Right, Southern Cal. You're right. There is Slay, 375. I like that. I think he's right there at that. Had a phenomenal season. It's actually been a really great pickup by Howie Roseman. Okay. Who do you guys think wins... The battle between these two guys that are on the Eagle depth chart right now in the locker room. Kayvon Wallace or Epps? Marcus Epps. Who do you think wins that battle there? He ain't a 4'8", dog. Darius Slay is not a 4'8", corner. That crazy. He's good. He ain't that good. 4'8", is Jalen Ramsey. He ain't Jalen Ramsey. That is not happening. So you think Epps beats out Wallace? I don't know. Then again, you know what, guys? They're probably listing it in the locker room like this because it is helmets and shorts. This won't be probably the official depth chart until we get into the July 27th camp. So, you know, I had to think about that just now. It's helmets and shorts. Probably why they want them guys to have as many reps as possible. Makes sense right now, right? Okay. Though Jalen Ram or um, Jalen Hurts was an alternate to the Pro Bowl, whatever. So Epps wins it. I'm gonna say this to you here: that position, your safety position, is a two-five. You got dudes in there right now. Anybody could start there. You really don't have a starter at your strong safety position. Is that fair? You don't really have it. How about free safety? Anthony Harris. I'm going to say it again to you. It's a 2-5. You got another, it's another guy. Okay? Ray says four. <laughs> for Kayvon Wallace or for Darius Slay? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop. 
and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I gave him a 375. Anthony Harris, he's another dude. Here's an interesting one. James Bradbury. There's no question right now just looking at your defense. The third level of your infield right now is very weak. Your third level, first level's D-line, second level's linebackers, Third level secondary. The middle of your secondary, very weak. Now, I actually like the kid Epps. Okay? I like the kid Epps. And I like to see him get some more playing time. Bradbury's a three to me out of five, being the best and all pro. So you don't have one player on here that's a four. You've got three fives, which are which are starters in the league, which are very promising. You this, you got to put this in context. Do you know how many teams don't have this? The Jets are nowhere in your room. The Jags are nowhere in your room. You may have a better defense than the Rams, even with Jalen Ramsey and with Aaron Donald on it. Overall. It's going to be a pretty decent grade here. Okay? 3 5 Your linebacking core, I would say this. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, and your free and strong safety, I'd, I'd be concerned about a little bit, and I'd have to coordinate around that. Okay, I'd have to coordinate around that a little bit. Look, I'm going to take a timeout and I'm going to give you the grade. Okay, on what this comes out to. And I'll tell you this. If you're anything over a 3-2, you got a pretty good unit. That's the benchmark. What you don't want to be is down in the 275s because then you just got guys. And you're going to run off the field. There's no fours for defenses. There's no five defenses. 
There's none. Bledsoe's a very difficult way to grade, okay? All right? So I'm going to tell you what these are. When we come back out of the timeout here, then we'll do the offense, and we'll go on that side of the ball as well, and we'll throw you a grade. I'm telling you, this is going to come out pretty good for you here. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. Thanks for stepping in with us here. Yeah, man, I I tell you what, it's not been a good week for the uh, National Football League when it comes to um, being in the courtroom. All right, I mean, John Gruden won his case to at least have it heard. NFL wanted to have it thrown out. John Gruden said that the commissioner of the league and other owners went after him And when they found out that there were racist emails that were being sent back and forth from 
Bruce Allen, the president of Washington, and the other emails that were going across other general managers' servers, the league turned it on John Gruden. So what does this mean? Boy, I wouldn't want to be part of those chains with Bruce Allen. Holy cow. Okay, so are we going to see correspondence now being made public? This is what John Gruden wants. He's going to show you that the way that these executives talk about black players, okay, is not uncommon to how he talked about them compared to some of the executives. You think the NFL wants this zipper down? Absolutely not. So John Gruden now has won the ability to have his case heard. So what do you think John Gruden's going to do? Every single head coach, position coach, agent, that he has ever had conversation with who may have said something, I'll use the term off color, is going to be out there publicly? Do I hear settlement? Do I hear settlement? Do I hear settlement for John Gruden? And if John Gruden gets a settlement, I'd hire that guy. Because what you're saying is, he ain't the only guy in the league that talks like that about people. Okay? He ain't the only guy. Your whole league talks like that. Woo-wee! We gonna start to see some shit with some of these emails. By the way, would you guys like me to post an email that I got from John Gruden and Bruce Allen. I won't because it makes me look bad that I received it. I'm going to send it to Z- No, Xander, I'm not going to do that to you either because you shouldn't have that on your server either. Ooh-hoo! Here, I'll, I'll do something right now. I'm not going to show anybody anything. But I'm going to show you something here. Just so you know that, you know, because some people, if you go over to Twitter, okay, if you go over to Twitter, what they'll do is they'll go like this. Ashley's just lying again. Okay? I'll show you something here. Oh, God, you're going to love this. Bruce Allen. Let me see if I still have some of them emails. Let's see if they can bring some of these emails up. Holy cow, can you imagine Jerry? I never thought about Jerry Jones' emails. Oh, my God. Two. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Let's Yeah, let's do that. Let's do Bruce Allen again. Bruce Allen. I've known Bruce Allen for 35 years. For 35, excuse me. I've known Bruce Allen for 45 years. Search old emails. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm thinking now, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to do that. But we're not going to do that because those are private correspondence. But I got a ton of email. By the way, I got Bruce Allen and John Gruden talking to the CEO of Hooters, Ed Drotsky, who's a friend of mine. <laughs> John Gruden worked for Hooters too. Send it to me. Yeah, Chris, that'll help. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, his brother, I think, was the governor of Virginia. Okay? I think he was the governor. Either a governor or a senator. I think his brother, that's his brother. His brother's the governor of Virginia. I used to get it, uh, birth, uh, Christmas cards every year from him. Yeah, E. Hey, can you imagine Jerry going... Yeah, man, my boys are all good. Yeah, you want that out there? John Gruden. Uh, and then here, here's this other one. Here's this other one here. I was told today that the NFL has to take $7.5 million from all 32 teams, including your Eagles, to pay the city of St. Louis, 232.5 million bucks because they illegally moved the Rams from St. Louis back to Los Angeles. So Stan Kroenke paid $800 million to move the team in relocation fees. Now he's got to pay an additional 8 million bucks on that thing and the lawyer fees. Because they got their ass kicked and they caught their hand caught in the cookie jar. How you doing? Man, not a good week for the NFL. Not a good week. All right, I got your grade on, on defense. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You guys just don't have dudes. You guys got a 3-2-6. Freaking great. That defense, in my opinion, a 3-2-6, you're not going to see a lot more versatility in the league than something. Look, most teams defensively are going to hang around 3-2-7, somewhere in there because they don't have pieces like you guys have. Okay? This football, with a 3-2-6, you guys should have this defense. Hey, by the way, um, do me a favor. Tell me where they were ranked defensively last year. Okay. Gaming. He was doing blackface jokes in college. Why would people do that? That's so dumb. And now I love the guys who have done the blackface um, jokes going, oh, I didn't mean it. And they get a pass for it. You know, I misspeak and everyone's like, oh, so I was this and that. And you're like, these guys did skits like Jimmy Kimmel. They did skits. That means they talked to a producer and thought it through. I made dumb comments off the cuff. These guys sat down with, it'd be like me sitting down with Xander going like this. Look, you know, I, I think we should do a racist segment here. You know, I think we, we what do you think? How, how do you think we can stir? I mean, that's what those guys did. That's what those guys did. Okay. Right, right. That's right. That's what's in. 
So like Stern and Kimmel and Fallon and all those guys, they invested big production money into those skits. They thought that that was funny. I did something dumb. But they went like this. And they ran it by my producer like Xander's. And and the producer goes, this is funny. And you're like, oh, yeah. How about when that, what was the guy who used to do the Tonight Show? What was his name? Um, Jay Leno. He'd open up the show every day doing an Asian joke. You're like, that's not funny. I used to say that. That's not funny. And he used to open up his show every night with an Asian joke. And you're like, how is that funny when you live in a predominantly Asian community in Los Angeles. How's that funny? Oh, because Stern did it? Oh, that's not funny. Anyway, your defense, really a good look. So the defense, E, the defense was 19th, 20. This defense should be, in my opinion, I think you should be between 13 and 15. You think it's top five, E? See, here's my problem with your defense, though, okay? Your linebacking core is not really a highly rated core. And your free and strong are poor. Good quarterbacks are going to exploit that. But then again, we talked about that yesterday. The best quarterback you're going to play that's on your schedule is going to be in week 12, and that's going to be Rodgers. He'll pick that apart depending on his wideouts, though, right? The second best quarterback will be Cousins in week two. And believe it or not, I would say your third best quarterback that you're going to play is Dak. I think you're going to get away with it because the only quarterback that can exploit, I think Cousins with Justin Jefferson and Thielen are going to be able to make some space in the secondary because of the linebackers and because of the free and strong. But everybody else on this schedule, I do not think Dak Prescott's going to exploit that. By the way, do you see how they're just absolutely going off that CD Lamb now? Here's the new media thing. But now it's CD Lamb's team. And you're like, CD Lamb? I think he's decent, right? Vikings botched the draft was their problem. I think they needed more help on defense. And they needed to do a little more in in the draft on defense. Or in free agency, I should say, on defense. Okay? To me, they're a they're a they're a one-dimensional team. They're very good offensively. I I think they're below at they're nowhere in your room. So again, I think you guys have a very, very good rated defense. And if you're Howie, man, and you come up and you're in the threes, the mid threes like that, you got a hell of like here. Look, I don't I, I don't think you guys are seeing and maybe I'm not setting what the gauge is. Man, there's no football team in the league out of five. There's no there's no football team in the NFL with a four defense, top to bottom. 
There's none. Okay, there's none. So don't, when I say this, you're like, it's not really, it sounds like a C average. Hey, collecting, collecting players in today's NFL because of the salary cap is impossible. You can't keep, look how hard it was to keep the 17 roster together. Look how hard it's been for the Bucks. Quarterbacks got to take haircuts to keep those guys in the building in Tampa. It ain't that easy, man. It ain't like the old days where you could just sign a guy to a five-year contract and you got that guy's ass for five years. Chargers E, they that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to do, I'm gonna have to do those guys tonight and take a look at that. Because the Chargers look like I'll tell you what, the 49ers may have a pretty good one too. All right, so let's go over to your offense. Your offense is going to be higher ranked. What would you give Lane Johnson? Big, physical. Um, And then what we're going to do is we're going to do the whole, we're going to grade the whole roster. And I'll show you how good you are. And why I'm picking you to win the NFC. Man, Lane is good, man. He is a four, man. He is a four, a bona fide four. Man, that guy's a good football player. Isaac Sayamalu. This is a tough grade here because we're going to be doing most of this. Um, no sacks last year, Jax, really? God dang. Man, that may have moved that thing up to a 4-2. I'm going to go 4-2. No sacks, really? He didn't give a sack up last year? Shit. Yeah, the Bills will be a good one to look at too, Chris. Right. Right out of the gate, a 4-2 in your right tackle. We're not even at the left tackle yet. Holy shit. Say Amalu. Three? I think we have to go three because we haven't seen him. Collectively in games, four, five, six, seven. My opinion, from what people are saying, Barrett Brooks tells me too, on what Stoutland thinks of him, that number's going to improve if he's able to be consistent in there. You can't give the right tackle, man. That, get it, starting it out, your old line is going to be fucking graded. Excuse me. Sorry about that, Aunt Betty, but this is really going to be impressive here. So I'm going to go three, and I'm doing it three reluctantly because I think this kid, from what I'm hearing, they're going to really be really high on him. Jason Kelsey. He's in his final year. What could you possibly give a future Hall of Famer? Wow. I'm looking down the list of your old line. Which king? Dude, you guys are giving me goosebumps here. Shit. You may have a five. God, do I, I, I don't give them out like that. I don't think I've given a five out on an evaluation of a Bledsoe evaluation. I don't think I've done that in seven years. Rufus, you think he's a three seven five? 
the backup is probably a three seven five. He is, man. I this you know what's funny? Last year, I didn't know this guy. Well, I did, but not like this. I can't give him a five. I'm going to go four, seven, five. That's like the highest grade I've given a center. I think ever. How about them games getting Alonzo Highsmith all over that. Landon Dickerson. K powers. I love that baby. Absolutely. So your right tackle is a four. You, say Amalo's a three only because he hasn't played. Your center's a four, seven, five, the highest grade I've given a center like maybe ever. Landon Dickerson, what do you think? I thought he played good. Three, seven, four. That's pretty high. He's not a four. I don't think so. Lane said today on Sports Take that Landon is a monster. Yeah, it's easy to say that in helmets and shorts. But if we're talking size-wise, that whole line is enormous. <laughs> hey, dude, let's just say this. If you had to pick up the dinner bill for these dudes, I think you might be in a poorhouse. Hey, you know, hey, get this. Big Joe Krause have to break out the uh, the black Amex. <laughs> hey, Xander, I think the platinum Amex may have to um, come out here, right? Either the black Amex or the platinum Amex. Big Joe would have to get them big cards out there, man, for these dudes. Woo, baby. Looking about some beef in the room. Hit these guys, man. 16 ounce steaks. Shit, these guys are whacking two apiece, man. The alcohol bill alone, man. Holy cow. You talk about some horses, man. I'll tell you this, too. Philadelphia Eagles, defensively, offensively, they have to be the biggest team in the league. I mean, like, when you get buses to go from stadium to stadium when they're on the road, I mean... You guys are going to have to get, like, U-Hauls to move these dudes around. Or you know those big, like, construction trucks with those big-ass tires on them? <laughs> How do you move these guys around? You think these guys could sit in normal seats? How do you fly them around? You got to fly them, like, in, in, in one of those ones that they pick up, like, the, uh, the Army guys. And there's, like, 70 Army guys on the plane, right? Like, I mean, how do you fly these guys around, man? You think these guys' asses are sitting in, like, um, Southwest Airline chairs? I don't think so. Southwest would go like this. Um, I don't think we're going to have room for you. <laughs> we have to put your asses in the cargo. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to get cargo planes. Is that the Eagle plane? What is that? Holy cow. Look at that. Look at, the, look at that cargo plane. It's the Eagles. They're coming into town. <laughs> Dude, these guys go off the bus, man. Just shit, you're going to be going like this. 
Okay, Malata, Lane, Fletch, Landon, oh, Jordan Davis. There's some brothers. <laughs> Whoo! You'd be like this. These boys are big. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, check the tires. Shit, man, you may have to get a Fred Flintstone bus. You know the ones with stone wheels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're driving is that the fred flintstone car yeah why well they flatten the tires every time these guys get in the car man yeah hey yeah, wait you know what how they're gonna how they're gonna move the eagles you see them trains that got like 18 locomotives on them they got all the cars behind them what's that behind them it's lane <laughs> it's mulata it's jordan davis Shit, you better not be three under 300 pounds on this ball team. These boys are big, man. Woo! Landon Dickerson, what do we say him? I'm going to give – I thought Landon really played well last year. I'm going to give him a 3-7. I'm going to give him a 3-5. So you got a 4.2 for Lane. Sayamalo is a three. Jason Kelsey's a four seven five. <laughs> Landon Dickerson's a three five. What now for Jordan Malata, who's also an enormous dude, six eight? And bro, I'll tell you, if he felt like carrying four hundred pounds, I think he could and look good doing it. Okay, I think he could look good doing it. He can move. I mean, 375, Jordan Mal- I-, I think he'd be all right. I- 3-9, Malata, 4. I think Malata's a 4, man. He did pancake him. I watched it four times. And Cameron Jordan is a beast. And he pancaked him. Oh, man. I don't think he's, he's not for. He's not a 4-7, but he's a 4 for sure, man. Look at that line. He's a 4. 4, 3, 5, 4, 7, 5, 3, 4.2. It's got to be the best O-line in football. It's got to be. Okay? It has got to be the best O-line. Dude, these are big dudes. Man, hey, that's the best unit, my grade. I'm trying to think of another unit that I would give these grades out to. They're better than the Rams. They're better than the Packers. They're better than the Chiefs. They're better than the Broncos. I'm naming all the contenders. They're better than the Steelers. Better than the Bucks. Bucks are pretty good, though. Whew. Man, I think they're better than the Colts. Browns are good, too. That's a hell of a group. What do you think, Dallas Goddard? This will be interesting. Dallas Goddard. 
Yeah, man. Jeff Stoutland. He's developed all of this, hasn't he? Do me a favor. We're up against the clock here. Hold your thoughts. We're going to get now into the skilled positions. Okay. Three. I think that's fair. Too many drops. Three. This is going to be interesting to see your skilled guys compared to what your old line guys. And then we'll pick it up in hour number three. Jason Cole will be at the bottom of the 530 hour or third hour, 530 Eastern. And we're going to talk NFC East with him. Just so you know, please hit the like button. We'll pick up the offense. Then we'll give a total grade for the roster. You're starting 22. Okay. We'll do that next. I appreciate everybody being here. Hit the like button. Hour three coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Appreciate you coming aboard with us. Thank you so much. Again, everybody, please hit the like button. All good. Thank you again. You guys have been awesome, man. I really appreciate it. And we're doing a little exercise today, which really is telling me a little bit even more about what this football team is going to look like in 2022. Got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Your, your, your defense clearly has improved. Okay, your defense clearly has improved from a year ago. And like I said, I think this team could be a 13-ranked, 12-ranked defense, total defense by the end of the season. You put that combined with what you've done on offense here. By the way, you know, we graded it out to a 3-2-6. That's a fine ball club on that side of the ball. Remember, you're talking about an overall balance of a 53-man roster. By the way, Jason Cole will go over the NFC East with us. That'll be at the bottom of the hour, 5.30 Eastern time. He is a Hall of Fame voter, and also he's also plugged in with Bledsoe. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on in the NFC East. Real quick before we get back in. No, you know what? Let me, let's finish this up here, and let's finish this exercise up. Then I'll get into this Colin Kaepernick story here and where I think it's going to go. And I'll tell you, and again, to me, do I think it's a story? Kind of, I think. I'm not sure yet. Okay, and I'll, I'll explain here in a minute. So we started doing the offense for two for Lane. And here, I want to re- reset so the folks that have jumped on with us now. Bledsoe is a scouting service that all the national football teams use, and they give a grading system to. Five is exceptional, all pro status. You have a football team that's over three. You're talking about having a pretty good group of players. In today's NFL, you can't keep a roster together like you can in the early 90s. Salary cap prohibits that. You're not going to keep a team together. What the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did a couple years ago, no, it was last year, bringing all those guys back and almost everybody taking a haircut, you never see that. The only reason they took haircuts was because Brady was the quarterback. That's it. Guys want their money. Look, look, look at the Titans. Titans were the number one seed. In the AFC last year, they lose A.J. Brown. That's a massive loss to that football team. They counted on that guy to move the sticks. So you're going to see players leaving organizations, other players being added, and it's going to change the dynamic. What's good about what we're talking about here, there's been no significant losses coming off of an improved season for the Eagles. Nobody was lost. People have been added. You don't see that. You don't see that very often. Hell, the Rams lost Von Miller. People lose players. Look at the 49ers. They're debating on what to do with Garoppolo. Should we trade him? Should we not? Can you imagine that? You traded all those assets away to get Trey Lance, and you're still caught with a guy that. I get the injury slowed it up, but do you really? I think the injury is the best thing ever happened to San Francisco. I'll tell you why. You better think long and hard before you give the reins over to that kid who hasn't played but a few downs in the NFL. You think that guy's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? You hope he's Jimmy Garoppolo at 41 and 16 and one. You hope he's that guy or 41, 18 and one. You hope he puts that kind of record together, okay? San Francisco is going to make 
a move at quarterback the same way Belichick had to make when he went off of Bledsoe to Brady. Okay? When, when, when Pete Carroll didn't start, start Matt Flynn and started Russell Wilson. These are decisions that are franchise-changing decisions. I'll tell you one of the worst decisions Belichick ever made is when he pulled Bernie Kosar and gave the job to Vinny Testaverde. I could have told you flat out, and I love Vinny. These are two of my teammates. I love the hell out of both of them, but if I had to win a game, Bernie gets the call for me. Bernie gets the call for me. Does and, and you know what's even crazier about that? Vinny was the 10-time better athlete, bigger arm, muscular, strong, everything. And Bernie Kozar looks like Ichabod Crane, or he looks like some school teacher. Horrible body. But that dude can win ball games, man. Okay? That dude can win ball games. It just shows you, man, it's not how you look. It's what you do when you get out there and you call, start calling plays. All right. I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't think that there's going to be a higher-graded offensive line in the NFL than what this Eagle offensive line is. 4-2 for Lane. Say Amalo, 3. Jalen, uh, Jason Kelsey, four seven five. Man, that's such a high – that's probably the highest grade I've given a center like ever. Landon Dickerson, three and a half. Uh, Jordan Mulata, four. I gave Dallas Goddard because of the drops of three. Now here's where we go, and here's where we start getting into some issues here with your skilled guys. What would you give Quez Watkins as a wideout? And I'll help you out here. He ain't a three. Okay? He, he is not a three. A three is a bona fide starting guy with production. Okay? He is not. I can replace that guy with anybody. Okay? Like Hunter Renfro is 10 times the player, and he was drafted like in the sixth round. Yeah. Quez Watkins is a backup somewhere, which means he's a 2-5. You put him in green. He couldn't make Green Bay's team. And Green Bay has nobody up there. Quez is fast. That's not what the wide receiver position is about. It's about precise routes. It's about blocking in the run game. It's about being productive when your team needs you on third down. And to his, to his side of the argument, you know, he hasn't had a lot of targets. But I'll tell you what, of all the group, He's worked the hardest to get a chance to play. And that means something to me. It does. He's worked the hardest, okay? He's basically pushed Jalen Rager to the side, who was a first-rounder. And to me, you push a guy like that to the side, I'm going to give you an opportunity to see if you could play in this league and be a starter in this league. Look, not everybody's going to be a $20 million a year guy, Okay. Not everybody's going to be, and you're going to need guys like this too. He's probably great in special teams, and he's a burner. Quez Watkins, here's why Quez Watkins is in my starting lineup. Ready? Ready? He outworked Jalen Rager, a first-rounder. He's fast as hell. He's willing to work. He's coachable, and I like him. 
and Jalen likes him. All of those things matter. Okay? Jalen likes him. Jalen likes him. I like him. Jalen doesn't like him. I don't like him. Because this is all centered around the quarterback. So Watkins is there, but he's a dude. Would it shock me if he turned out to be a three? No. No. But let's see him go out and do it. And the quarterback has to help him. Okay? (laughs) Jeremiah. And, of course, he can actually catch. He caught 600 yards last year and wasn't targeted. Yeah, really, 600 yards? That's pretty that's pretty good. That's why he's that's why he's on my team this year though. 600 yards for 17 games. Here. I'm going to put that in perspective for you in today's NFL. Okay? It sounds impressive, doesn't it? And to your point, he is a 3 and not being targeted. Okay? You're right. But 600 That's 35 yards a game. You don't think I can get that off the street? It's 35 yards a game. I don't know. So for me to give a guy a high grade for a guy who catches the ball 30 yards a game, that's not going to happen. Okay? Um... Devontae Smith, you tell me. E. Devontae Smith. not a four okay you're talking about all pro he's not an all pro you think he's better than Jalen Waddle? that quarterback who was the quarterbacks in Miami last year Jacoby Brissett and Tua that guy still had 100 catches he's not better than Waddle. put things in perspective now Miami was more of a passing team, were they? Yes. Eagles number one rushing attack in the league. For ability, I give you that. But production, we got to put, you know what? This is like talking about Jordan Davis when we're talking about Devontae a little bit. But the wide receiver position is so reliant on the quarterback and the play caller that he can be a really good player. Like, like, how many times have we said this? If I put Devontae on that Bengals team, right, are his numbers improved? Of course they are. He's got T. Higgins on the other side. He's got Joe Burrow, right? Zach Taylor showing that he's a pretty decent play caller, right? Israel, who gives a shit about the Heisman Trophy in the NFL? Who gives a shit about the Heisman? What's that got to do with anything? Most Heisman Trophy winners in the NFL are turds. 
It's a publicity. It's a publicity award. Okay, not that he didn't deserve it and wasn't spectacular at Bama, but those guys that win that award, especially at the quarterback position, they shit the bed when they get to the league. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many MVPs have won? that were quarterbacks that have won the Heisman Trophy in the NFL and the history of the award since 1936. Since 1936, do you know how many players that were quarterbacks that went on to win the MVP award? There's two. Do you know who they are? Staubach and Cam Newton. Okay? Staubach and Cam. Do you know... The person before Joe Burrow that won the Heisman, that was the recent dude that won a playoff game, was Tebow. Beat the Steelers. Right? Michael Pittman is better than Devontae? I don't know about that. Bottlehead, 104 for 1,015. Yeah, with quarterbacks that we're all questioning. I mean, Jacoby Brissett played a lot last year. Here's where I would go with, with Devante. Devante runs really great routes. He's so coachable. He's so likable. He's fast as hell. He's got a knack for getting in space. He's electric with the ball. He's Tyreek Hill kind of in a way, in open space. The question was last year, the quarterback getting him in that and in those windows. I think both of those two guys struggled mightily last year at getting him in the position. Mac Jones did such a good job at getting Devontae in a position to win. He really did. Man, when Devontae's got open space, that guy is really electric. He's electric. Okay, not the biggest dude on the planet. It's okay. In today's NFL, you don't have to be Hulk Hogan at that position to be a star at that position. And yeah, you know what? He not only thinks football, but he loves the game. Okay? Israel, I love his route running. When he runs a 15-yard in or he runs an 11-yard slant or he does a post, he is on the screws. That comes from being coached like that at Bama. He's on the screws. Like, Brady would love a guy like this because he's so precise. And he takes – can I tell you, this gives me goosebumps. Do you know what I love the most about Devontae Smith? Do you know what I love the most about him? Watch him. When the ball doesn't come to him, you know how he runs his routes. Watch him. Randy Moss used to do this. And you knew it wasn't coming to him. If I'm a corner or free or strong, I'm cheating because I could see in just his mannerism and how he comes to the line of scrimmage. How many times do you see Moss do this with the line of scrimmage when you knew the ball wasn't coming to him? You know, these guys are all divas. They put a face on, they pout, right? And he goes like this. 
Smitty's not better than Randy Moss. Don't kid yourself. Okay. Marvin Harrison. That's a really great Sean. That's a freaking spectacular comparison, too. That is spectacular. He that is so spectacular. Okay. That is so spectacular there. You're right. Marvin Harrison, that's a great comparison, man. Okay. I'm talking myself into something here, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give him a three. Two. It's higher than I want. It's higher than I want. Hey, doesn't Marvin Harrison own like uh, car washes in Philly? I thought he owns some car. I, th- I thought somebody told me he owns car washes in Philly. Doesn't he? Let's do AJ Brown. Would you take AJ Brown over Justin Jefferson? Would you take AJ Brown over DeAndre Hopkins? Would you take DeAndre Brown? Would you take AJ Brown over Devontae Adams? Mike Evans. How do you feel about Mike Evans? Brian, he is no four not. This guy's not close to a five. Are you crazy? Is AJ Brown, would you compare him to Mike Evans? And by the way, the guys that I named are all elite. Okay. Does does AJ remind you of Mike Evans? Okay, big, physical, really great after the catch. Mike Evans is excellent after the catch. I don't think he's as physically imposing as AJ. AJ's better in the run game, too. Look where he came from. Came from Tennessee. So wait a minute. Bobby says that AJ's a top five receiver, so you you would take him over... Justin Jefferson, here, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and, De- and DeAndre Hopkins. Who do you think AJ, who would you take AJ Brown over out of those guys? These guys are perennial hundred catch guys. 13, 1400 yards every year. Every one of these guys. Oh, excuse me. You're right. Let me take Stefan Diggs out of there and put Debo Samuel in there. Who would you put AJ over? 
Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Hopkins. Who? I think he's better than uh, Anquan Bolden. By the way, he's a top 10 wideout for sure. You notice I didn't put Tyree Kill in here. I don't think Tyree Kill's a top five guy. And you know what? 2 2 1 5. You know, the Cooper Cup thing, too. He did have a spectacular year. Yeah, but AJ does more shit than Cup. Here, I got to do this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to do this a high grade for me. I'm going to go 4 2. He's your best skilled player on your offense. Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is a good football player. Don't be disrespectful. I'm not going to disrespect him by giving him a 2-5, but I'm going to go 2.75. I think he's good. And I know Brian Westbrook likes him, okay? But I think he's a dude. He's probably um, – get this. He and, he and Quez Watkins are probably your lowest-rated guys in your huddle. I don't think he's a three-back dude. No, I mean, I'd get another guy to get the same kind of stuff he gets. Not that impressed with him. Um, he's never he's never there consistently. Good backs are there, man. 200 carries, they're always there for you. And here's the final one. Jalen Hurts, five being the best. Five being the best. What's Jalen Hurts? I'm not going to cloud it, too, with how I see him. Three. Two, seven, five. Two, six for Hurts. Two, five. <laughs> One, smile. Pretty tough grade there, bro. For a Pro Bowl alternate. <laughs> One, zero. Three and a half. Two, four, six. God. Two, nine, eight. He's not a three. He's not. You can't give a three to a guy who can't read double coverage. And that's what's on his resume as of May 26th. Don't tell me what you think he's going to do. Tell me what he's done. Grade him on what he's done. Okay? What he's done. Not what you think. Not what we're hoping for. Okay? (laughs) Three's a high grade. That's a guy who is a perennial starter in the National Football League and is going to be a guy that could win you a Super Bowl. Are you sure of that? See, this exercise brings things into perspective because it shows you a little bit on some of the question marks going into the upcoming season, doesn't it? It shows you. Watch this. Let's go over to def- – by, by the way, I'll give Jalen a 2-8. I think he's earned that. Okay, he's not a 3. 
Because he, even the organization doesn't know if he's the guy going after next year. How could you give a guy a three when he? they're not sure? You can't. Accuracy issues, double reading. Come on, man. Go by what he's done, not by what you're hoping for. But let me show you here what we've now done. Your old line is spectacular. It's a work of art, actually. Your wide receiving core has a lot of work to do outside of AJ. Look at look at how this you guys did this with me here. Your your old line, like I said, is a work of art. Your wide receiving core. Ha, we have to see how they perform together this year. Your quarterback. Okay. Still a lot to be learned there. Middle of uh, your third tier on offense, it's questionable. Okay. Middle of your defense, free and strong. Linebackers or a little light in talent. Now, putting this all in perspective, though, as a 53 man roster, as a 22 man starting units. Let me here. Let me do this. Let me take a timeout because we're going to have Jason Cole with us here soon too, and I want to give a grade up before I do this. But let me do this too, Morgan to Morgan, where the fee is free. That means this, my friends: picking an attorney is one of the most important things that you can possibly do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, okay, finding that attorney has to be one of the most important things that you can possibly do for you and your family, for the people. Not a slogan. It is who they are. It is what they do. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan will go to battle for you because that's what they do. They're the number one casualty law firm in the United States of America, making sure that you know this. Hey, folks, um, a fender bender is not a small case to them. What they do is they go out and they make sure that they get the compensation for you and your family. The call is free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They are there for you. Jason Cole, right around the corner. Please hit the like button. I'll give you the scores here, and I'll tell you what it is. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, Jason Cole right around the corner. Our NFL Hall of Fame voter and NFL insider will join us here in a minute. We're going to talk NFC East with him here. I tabulated and put it all together here for you. Three, five, four. Man, that is a gigantic grade, even with your quarterback being under a three, according to the Butso scale. And some of your guys in the offensive huddle, not over three. That is a great – dude – and then when you put it all together, you're talking a 3-4 between the 3-2-6 on defense and the 3-5-4 on offense. Dude, you got a hell of a group here. This is why This is why I'm picking this team to win the NFC. And I'm going to stick to this. I think this football team has put together arguably one of the most balanced 22 of anybody in the league here let's go around the room and say this okay let's do this tampa bay is balanced and they have the goat the if if you took tom brady and put jalen hurts on that buck team they'd still make the post seat brady's the difference aaron Rodgers is the difference okay in green bay Rodgers is not on that football team. That's a five-win team. And without Devontae Adams on it, look, they're actually, you want to know something about the Packers? The Packers are actually getting better on the other side of the ball. Hey, and this stuff with them losing Devontae Adams, they've drafted two wide receivers in the last 41 years in the first round. Do you know that? Two. So when people say, well, they don't really do a lot with wide receivers because the quarterbacks aren't really, you know, known for developing. Well, who the hell do you think Favre and Rodgers has been throwing to for the last 30 years? 
They do a great job like the Steelers do. You know what that is? Getting guys in the second, third, and fourth, and fifth rounds and develop them because they've got Hall of Fame arms. Look at what they did in San Francisco. Now, again, Jerry Rice, obviously. But people forget this about Montana. Montana didn't win that first Super Bowl with Jerry Rice. He won it with Freddie Solomon, Burt Cooper, Wendell Tyler, guys like that. Montana didn't have Rice on that team that won it in Detroit. His number one wideout was Freddie Solomon. Montana and Walsh did a great job of finding guys. Remember, John Taylor was a late-round guy. T.O. wasn't a first-rounder. They found him. Steve Young was part of that development. Anyway, all right, so it's a pretty good-looking group. I want to Let's bring in my friend, Hall of Fame voter, Jason Cole here, and get his thoughts here, what I'm going to say here, and I'm going to ask him right out of the gate. We're going to talk a little NFC East here, Jason. Jason, I'm picking the Eagles to win the NFC. Am I crazy? The Eagles to win the NFC? Yes. Are you yeah. serious about that? Yeah. Yeah. What's the well? I mean, it's not such a terrible pick. I'll give you that. It's not. I just like I have trouble doubting that Dallas will get it. You know, doubting Dallas, and I just don't believe in the quarterback. Like he's okay, but if you're comparing Dak Prescott to Jalen Hurts, don't you think that Dak Prescott is a superior player? I think he's a better player. I don't think he's superior. I think he's uh, Jace. I don't I think, think. Look, I don't think Dak Prescott think, is great, but I'm look. I'm not sold on on Jalen Hurts. I'm just not. Fair. I'm just just not. I mean, I think AJ Brown, you know, helps a lot. But and I, you know, people talk about their running game was so good. I think it was okay. That was boosted by the presence of a quarterback who creates yards on his own better than most so i'm not quite ready to go there but i I also don't think there's a huge gap between philly and the eagles so i'm philly i'm the the eagles and the cowboys so i understand why somebody might want to pick them again and 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 two jays the 31st week of schedule the nfc is not really overly loaded this year compared to what we're seeing in the afc so i'm going with all of those examples and I'm looking at kind of the schedule that they're playing. The toughest quarterback they're going to play. Yeah, but the Cowboys, are pay- the Cowboys are playing the same divisions. So the Cowboys also have a really weak schedule. I mean, look, I'll say this. Surprisingly, you can anticipate that whoever wins that division is probably going to have to win 12 games, maybe yes. even 13. Yes. Right? Because, because of the nature of the schedule that they play. The fact that they've got the AFC South and some weak teams out there. So, yeah, I get that. I, I, I can agree on that part. Would we agree too, Jason? I'm going to give you some storylines for the teams here in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts, Sirianni, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator. If those guys have great seasons, the Eagles have a great year. It's got to be those three guys. Do you agree with all the new pieces Jonathan Gannon has got? On the other side, you add Hassan Reddick, you add James Bradbury, another year in the system. He's been given a lot. The draft choices also with Jacoby Dean. Jordan Davis, I mean, and Sirianni's got to get better. Is that a storyline? In, in, in well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's no question. Look, if those guys all get better, 
Okay. Yeah, you've got the makings of a, of a team that should win the division, you know, make a little noise in an NFC that's otherwise not very good, right? Like, I don't look at anybody in the NFC and say, wow. Like, the Rams are the defending champs. Understood that. Um, but, I, you know, like, I think they're going to regress, okay? Because I think that they, you know, this was an all-in kind of season, both mentally you know, physically with getting the players that they got and mentally, like everybody was like, we have to win it this year or it's, you know, or this year or bust, right? It was that feeling. So I think that the Rams will have a hard time getting mentally up for another season. I think San Francisco is a very good team, but the quarterback situation makes me worry. I think that Green Bay takes a giant step backwards. Tampa's right there, but I'll say this. I mean, look, I'll – Tom Brady's my quarterback no matter what, you know, any any day, any time. But don't you get the feeling like he's just like goofing around a lot right now? It like every other every other week it's like focus, uh, Jason, that I've seen yeah. in years past with him. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's I, and I know the last few years and he's won some Super Bowls in this state of mind. There's no question about that. He has done it. But man, it seems like Everything, it's everything else that's going on in his life, not you know, okay, I'm really geeked up about this season. I mean, so you guy, think this is the a guy, good re- the guy retired. You think this is a goodbye parade, like kind of victory? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, come on. He, look, you know, the old saying in this sport once you retire, once you talk about retirement, you retire. Yeah, and he's talked about it. I mean, so I think this is one shot and then he's done. Now, could you know, if he comes back, I'm not surprised because he's played longer than anybody else and playing at a higher level than anybody else. But I just get the feeling that, hey, you know, I retired, but I'm going to come back for this one year because Arians is out of the way and I feel better about what we're doing. But, you know, oh, I got a job waiting for me at Fox. Oh, I'm taking pictures of myself riding a bicycle in New York City. Oh, I'm playing golf. You know, oh, I'm goofing on this guy and spending a lot of time on Twitter. Oh yeah, let me uh, let me troll some Raiders fans. You know, like it, or NBA guys. Yeah, like I mean, I just think he's having a really good time, which I don't blame him. Like I, you know, I'm not I'm not mad about that, but I don't think that that's the state of mind of a guy who's like I'm all hunkered down because I have to win this next Super Bowl. Like I just don't I don't get that feeling. Cowboys storyline. Is this Mike McCarthy's last stand in Dallas, in your opinion, if they don't win? No, because I, I don't know that Sean's going to want to coach. Unless Sean, you know, unless Sean Payton. You know, Sean Payton, you know, unless I'm not sure he wants to deal with the, the, the Dallas Zoo any more than anybody else does. I mean, I mean, you never know with Jerry and desperate people do desperate things. Especially, he likes Dan Quinn, Jason. Yeah, he likes Dan Quinn. But isn't Dan Quinn just the defensive version of Mike McCarthy? I agreed, yeah. 
So you're just exchanging out one guy for the next guy. Yeah, so both these guys have to sit on Jerry's lap if they want to have that kind of job. Everybody has to who takes that job has to sit on Jerry's lap unless you have power like Bill Parcells had at the time, which was, oh, you need me because you got to get that stadium, uh, you know, legislation passed, you know, in the public. So you need me. Um, I, I get all the power right now, right? That's what happened with Parcells. Or you're Jimmy John- Johnson at the time, and, oh, I need somebody who legitimately come in and turn the program around, right? Those are the only guys – those are the only coaches that he's ever bowed down to. And eventually he didn't bow down to them. When they became too powerful, he d- either didn't get credit or didn't get along with it anymore. He's always wanted lap dogs. So it's funny, me, the those only are guy, the guys yeah. he won the most with. Right, because <laughs> – because those guys know about football, right? Jerry, Jerry is pretending. So, Washington is this the last dance for Carson Wentz in Washington with the Commanders? Last dance for his entire career, or just last dance as, as, as a, a guy who's considered a starter and a franchise guy? They did give assets up for him. Okay, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, it's his look. He's 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 going downhill fast. All right, and he better he better prove himself, or he is on the, you know, I don't know what you call it, the Blaine Gabbert, you know, backup train, you know, quasi starter, you know, so so guy that you know you you maybe can win with if you've got a lot of pieces around him. But I think he's I think he's sort of already on that path, isn't he? I do too. I do think that, and this is his last dance. The Giants. Will the new management get this thing back to where Jerry Reese and um, they had it with Tom Cawthorn? Will the Giants get back to being winning a winning franchise again? How soon? Three years. Like I don't. Three years. You got to give them a chance. Three years. I like Dayball. Sure, I got I mean, yeah, you have to give Dayball. They bring chance. the GM you have down to from him... Buffalo. They bring that guy down from Buffalo, right? Okay, so I mean, they did a nice job at tooling that Bills team up. So I mean, you got to at least give them three years, no, Jace, to see if. And I, I don't think Daniel Jones. Makes oh yeah, it oh week. absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think the other thing is you got to give them that kind of time because the first year is spent all on Daniel Jones. The first year is all about. Finding out can he play or not, and the and the overwhelmingly, the overwhelming likelihood is the answer is no. So then you now have to go draft a quarterback, and find out who, who you're going to get. It's probably gonna, they're going to have to be one of those teams that's reaching up to try and get either Stroud or Young. Finally, here with what's going on in the courtroom now with John, you think John Gruden ever coaches again in the NFL? No. I think he's done. I, look, I, I thought that the one team that would ever give him a chance was the Raiders that he would go back to. I, I think he's just – I think he's done. I think it's – and I think the other thing is, like, what did he do in in Vegas slash Oakland that made anybody say, I got to have that guy as my coach? Did, don't you think he was responsible for building that roster up for them to be – what they ended up at the end of the no. year? I mean, that was his team. I he think that, I think he did. 
He had total say, Jace. They were okay. Yeah, okay. he's okay. But, but like, were the Raiders last year, after all those years of gr- Gruden churning players and all that other stuff, were they really so overwhelmingly great that you want a carbon copy of that? I mean, I think they were okay. I just, like, I, I just, look, the real thing that Gruden's hoping for is does he save face enough that he can get back on TV? And that's because that's the life I think that he really wants. Is to can go he get back, back on television. TV? It's not about coaching. Yeah, can he get back? Because that's what he was good at. He made a lot of money. He lived the life he wanted to live. So, is he going to get that, or is it going to be? Is it going to be? You know, you're begging to coach somewhere else. I, I just, I don't, I don't see Gruden never coaching again. Wow. I just don't. I don't. Jace, I appreciate it, brother. We're going to roll, my friend. Thank you for stepping in with us. All right, dude. Be good. You got it. That is Jason Cole, Hall of Fame voter, our NFL insider. Would you hire John Gruden again? You guys, you guys hate anybody who talks shit on anybody in Philly. I love it in a way. I didn't even get to the Eric Allen thing because he is a Hall of Fame voter. I'll talk to him about it. I promise. Okay. I want you to do this. Boy, John Gruden as the Eagle head coach. And let's take a time out here. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story and that can search 6abc philadelphia and start streaming today In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. Big Seals National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Brian, because I've already asked him about Eric Allen. He thinks he's good. He doesn't know he's Hall of Famer, but then I throw back at him. Okay. Leroy Butler. Right. And I'm like, I don't think, and I get the different positions a little bit. Let me ask you guys something here. Would you hire John Gruden again as a head coach? You guys hired and a guy who a guy who tortured animals. You hired a guy who tortured animals. And by the way, I think Michael Vick deserved the second chance. I don't have a problem with that. Deshaun Watson has 22 rape allegations against him. 22 rape. Wait. Look at what Kevin said. No. He can kick rocks. But a guy who's got 22 rape allegations. So get this. Because John Gruden said some off-colored words. (laughs) And by the way, completely wrong. No one's justifying it here at all. But I'm not going to justify 22 rape allegations either on a $230 million guaranteed deal, 100%, and sit there and tell me two wrongs don't make a right here, guy. You got a guy who assaulted, allegedly, 22 women, and he just got a quarter of a billion dollars in guarantees. And you don't like a guy because the guy sent some shitty emails around with some bad language. No, you're right. You're, 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 you're dead right. You wanted the animal murderer. And I wanted Watson. Right. That's who you got. Oh, by the way, again, I hate talking like that because I actually like Michael Vick. Okay? Really. I, I actually like him. And I think he made a horrific and horrible mistake. I do. I think he made a horrible mistake. Okay. 
but I actually like him. I know, man. Xander's got the same. He's got the same thing with, with, with Vic that my wife does. Okay. I like Michael Vic, but shit. You know, isn't that funny though? We'll throw a guy like John Gruden and say, I'm never going to have that guy ever coach any again because of some shitty emails. But hey, if you beat a kid or you beat your wife or you have rape allegations or you do something, (laughs) it's all right. We'll overlook that. But if you say something off colored here, that's completely off. Even, even Colin Kaepernick stuff. I, I don't get people how they look at shit. Wrong is wrong. Or second chances are second chances. So you'll give Deshaun Watson a second chance and Michael Vick a second chance, but you won't give John Gruden a second chance. Hmm. And by the way, you don't think the NFL set him up? Seems like it was... um, to me, it just seems that, I mean, was a witch hunt. When's the last time you see a commissioner of the National Football League go after an NFL head coach like that? And of all, it was Raiders, too. It's always the Raiders. Now, hey, I'm awake. Are you? Now we're talking about whether or not he's a good coach. That's a good take. Okay? There's a debate there. Well, you, you guys think Nick Sirianni's a better coach than John Gruden? Really? I think he's done a hell. I think he did a hell of a job with Derek Carr. Derek Carr swears by him. Can't really. You believe that Nick Sirianni in one year is a better coach than John Gruden? Do you really? I think it's time to end the show. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. I sure hope. Hey, I'm banking on it. I'm banking on it. I said, whoa. I have picked the, and look at what I'm doing. I'm telling everybody nationally. I got the Eagles. And <laughs> oh my God almighty, man. Hollis Thomas. Okay, I'm sure that's going to be something that you guys will like a little bit more than Jason Cole because he took a crap on Jalen. 3.30 Eastern time tomorrow on a Friday going into Memorial Day weekend. Oh, my God almighty. I love it, man. Guys, please hit the like button. You guys have been sensational. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.